0: Welcome to another episode of the Art Inside the Craft podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Glazier, and this is my 10th episode. Today's guest is West Virginian and singer-songwriter Charles Wesley Godwin. Charles made a big splash with his 2019 album Seneca, and now he and his team have put out another fantastic album called How the Mighty Fall. Charles and I talk about how he got started playing music after his college football career ended, and how luckily for his fans, he decided to try his hand at music. Because of his unique voice and singing style, he often gets comparisons to a lot of musical legends, including the great Gordon Lightfoot. And the more you listen to his music, I think what you hear is the sincerity with which he approaches his craft. I recorded this interview with Charles shortly before the album, How the Mighty Fall, was released. So listen in now to my interview with Charles Wesley Godward. Uh First of all, I always kind of like to ask my guests, um, just to kind of give us a little bit um, of an origin story, I guess. Tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from, how you ended up getting into music, and kind of, um, I guess, specifically, like when you started writing your own songs and kind of performing them out live.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I, uh, I'm from Morgantown, West Virginia, born and raised. And I actually didn't grow up playing music. Uh, I always played sports and stuff growing up. And when I got into college and I couldn't play sports anymore, and that had kind of always been how I'd fill up a lot of my free time, uh, besides hunting and fishing. So I wanted to find, you know, some productive hobbies to do just so I wouldn't, uh, have so much time just watching tv and doing nothing so sure. <laughs> and, yeah honestly I, I just picked up a guitar to have something productive to do just another another little hobby to work on uh, during my free time and it didn't come like it didn't come quick at all to be honest i probably couldn't string chords together to actually play like a simple song for about a year oh yeah <laughs> um, and then once that happened, though, I kind of sing, you know, whatever songs it was that I wanted to learn. And uh, friends, you know, would, would overhear me uh, just in my apartment or something and uh, went on a study abroad and kind of brought my guitar along as well. Just really enjoyed it. It was therapeutic just to kind of strum it in the evenings. Never really sought out to play in front of people. And again, the uh, the my roommates and all that I was with on um, my study abroad, kind of same deal. They they enjoyed hearing it, and just over the course of time, I kind of realized it was like the one thing in life that I actually uh, was kind of an absolutely good at. It took me a little bit to uh, realize it, but I kind of found out that I had a pretty good voice, uh, just that was God given, and I'd always had to work pretty hard for things. Um, up to that point in my life to be even average at them. And uh, so finding something that actually had some natural talent and was pretty exciting. So then I I pursued it. Hmm. That's kind of how I got into it.
0: Wow. You never like sang or anything before and was like, man, I'm good at this.
1: (laughs) No. Yeah, I never (laughs) sang growing up. I I wouldn't even sing in church. I just figured I was bad.
0: Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wish I would have play growing up, but, you know, there's no way you can know about something until you find out, you know. <laughs> right. I wish somebody would have tapped me on the shoulder as a kid and said, you know, hey, you're you're you'll be a lot better at this thing than, than you will be basketball or football.
0: Sure. <laughs> wow. And then um so how long before you did that did you start did you kinda start writing songs um after you figured out how to play the guitar, did you kinda decide to start writing or
1: Uh, it was kinda like it was after After I'd started playing gigs, I played in a bluegrass band with my friends in college and uh, I really enjoyed that. Like I had a ton of fun and I was, I kind of had it in my mind. I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do for a living. So then uh, I was like, well, you can't do it for a living in any kind of big way unless you make your own music. You know, that's that's what I thought as a singer. I, I can't, I'm really not that good at guitar. So then I started trying to write songs because I just knew that I needed to. And then once I started doing that, then I kind of realized in that as well that I really, really loved it. And it wasn't uh, by any means a forced labor once I actually got started. doesn't mean I wrote well to begin <laughs> with, but I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, well, you definitely nailed the songwriting <laughs> and singing. <Yeah>, songs <laughs> um. Thanks, yeah, and uh, I know you got uh, the new coming. The new album is coming out in November, um, yeah. called "How the Mighty Fall," and um, that you're promoting that quite a bit. But uh, I kind of wanted to start um, a little bit further back from where I actually caught up with you, which is I photographed your show at Woolies in Des Moines. Yeah, um, that was really a great turnout, um, and I would just kind of wanted to know, like, how has Um, touring and everything been for you getting you know out on the road over the past year has it been tough or have you been able to still kind of get out and play a lot of places
1: yeah uh, this year starting in april i really got back to work um and it's been really good i've you know i've had people show up everywhere i've been and you know a certain number of folks at the very least know the songs and sing along to them and you know that's and that's something to be grateful for. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I know I'm not like setting the world on fire packing theaters and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at and just enjoying the process of trying to build something special. Uh, obviously last year there wasn't a whole bunch of work. Um, but honestly, I, that the, the time at home was something that was a, uh, it honestly turned out to be a blessing. I, Grinded a lot for a number of years and I think I was gone the first seven weeks or seven out of the first 12 weeks of my son's life Mm. and getting to step back and take all that time off was really, really nice. Kind of got me, uh, got my priorities recentered and I still work hard and and get after it now, but definitely more cautious and blocking off time and, uh, holding firm on that, you know, I don't, I'm not going to overdo it. I got to have a, a balance. So I guess that's kind of my last couple of years in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kids are really, uh, they really put things into focus quickly for you, don't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you realize, you know, no no offense to Des Moines or even my own my own hometown of Morgantown, like, a, you know, some show and some venue somewhere is nothing compared to your family. Yeah,
0: well, that's good. Then, then you had some time off to kind of get back home and and get recentered, and it just uh, it it really does put everything into focus. So it's yeah. cool. It's cool the way family does that for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was great. My wife and I we we've been renting for years, and you know, moving just about every year, and uh, we finally we got a home back home in Morgantown, got a nice nice place with property. That to raise our kids, you know. So, mm, great. It honestly turned out to be a it was a it was a good year, even though it was a bad year in other ways. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah, uh, cool. Um well, I also know that um so I got to meet Al at the show also, uh who's yeah. your, your producer and also guitar player in the band. And so, I guess first off the guys that you travel with on the road, are they the guys that you also record with? Do you keep them the same?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I recorded with Al. He has a studio up in New Brighton, Pennsylvania. It's a couple hours north of here and he and I have real good chemistry. I don't know any other way to put it. It's just we have great chemistry. He's very talented with recording, engineering, mixing and producing. And yeah, I record with my guys because that's really all. Man, that's, I don't know any other way to do it. Okay. I've never, you know, I've never made, uh, made an album with session guys to me that they're session guys and in a road band uh, (laughs) yeah i think they're great too i I think we have good chemistry as a band oh yeah
0: yeah it really clicks you can tell on stage you guys have a real familiarity and you know that's why i had kind of mentioned al is because you guys seem like you work really well together um and I, i started following him as well yeah just the stuff he'd post like you guys seem like you have really good chemistry and the music you creates just kind of incredible so <laughs>
1: um, yeah it's fun and it makes it fun to be half the battle with touring when you're touring with other people is is the the time off stage and how much you enjoy it and yeah it's fun just hanging out with those guys and being in a van for three days straight going across the country and just honestly being able to genuinely enjoy it and shoot the shit and have some good laughs and all is uh (laughs) makes it
0: go a little quicker a little easier
1: (laughs) it's kind of yeah that's honestly priceless it's it's a lot better than being with uh folks that you're miserable being around
0: (laughs) right and you also um just on the seneca album obviously you guys have a lot of really cool elements in the music um like horns and strings and stuff like that and even like um and i don't know if anybody's ever said this before but uh even on like the song pour it on that guitar solo that's in there kind of has some um, some crazy phrasing, almost like Brian May from Queen. I would like that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else hears that, but that's kind of what I hear. And um, so is that kind of stuff, do you and Al kind of work a lot of that stuff out when you went through, like, well, Seneca and now the new album? Um, do you just kind of bring him songs or do you guys work together on stuff and then he'll kind of say, well, why don't you try this and kind of take it a different direction?
1: Yeah, for the most part, I, I write them and, uh, you know, bringing to him is, you know, what they are is an acoustic version. And then, you know, we, we build them from there. I have a, I, we're, we are a good balance because Al, Al definitely is more, uh, I don't know. How do I say? <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's definitely more expansive and like things he would like to do. Uh, and I'm very much more rigid, <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't you know don't want to get too fancy and all. And between the two of us, with the ideas that we have coming from those two sides, sides of sides of things, I think we come up with some pretty nice stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's so many cool things in there, like not that it goes into like a different genre or anything, but some of your songs just have so many cool elements, and you're like, oh, that sounds. You know that reminds me of like I said, like Queen. So (laughs) you're like, well, how's a how's a kind of Americana country band end up with some Queen songs? But that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Since we kind of touched on the new album a little bit, with your writing process, did it change at all, or did you really do anything different between Seneca and now this one? No, pretty much. I just kind
1: of yeah, I just keep chugging along one song at a time. I don't. uh... I don't really go into writing like with a preconceived like goal like i want to write about this mm. or i want to write this many songs all to do with you know this subject or theme i just kind of take it one song at a time and then once i have a, a pretty big body of work then i look at kind of what i have that, that's how Seneca was made and that just turns out how this one was made too that's not to say that i'm it's not like I'm not claiming to have like some figured out process. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I don't just have the way it works. Formula. <laughs> it may be different in the future. I, I honestly don't know. Um, but just since Seneca and then the one the, and how the mighty fall coming out in November, it's just kind of one song at a time. And I just work on each one and make it to my liking and the best that I can.
0: And I've kind of noticed just through some of your social media posts, this one. I don't know how the last one was. I'm guessing it's the same way, but it's all independently done. Um yeah. so what does that actually for like for people who might not really understand what that means? What's that actually mean for an artist like yourself when you're independently putting out an album?
1: Well, I mean to to put it real simply, that means I'm writing all the checks. <laughs> you're doing everything. Everything. Wow. Everything. Every single thing. All the costs. And there's a lot of risk involved with that because to, to make an album, you know, the best that I, I possibly can and, and to try to give it all the best chances that I can for it to succeed, that's expensive to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, that, that's what I mean by independent. Um, means I played, I paid all, all my guys to, to, to play on it, paid for all the studio time, paid for all the photography the graphic design the vinyl records the cds the publicist the distribution every bit of it so
0: that's that's got to be really uh really tough for i guess you have to stay really organized to really stay on top of everything huh
1: yeah uh it, it, it's why it takes I, i'm i'm it, i can only imagine that it might maybe it's easier to do with with like a uh a big label that has folks that are uh, specialized and being able to handle each and every one of those things. Also, I, I, I can't, it's something that I can't do just all at once. So I have to take it kind of take it as I can. Yeah. It's a, it's a really risky and stressful thing. And I'm not going to lie. Seneca was the same deal. It was on a, yeah, on a smaller scale, but just as much stress and risk it was involved. I didn't have, any kind of following i was only hoping of having a music career before seneca came out so if it had gone poorly i did not have the earning power to dig myself out of a hole yeah with this one it's just as stressful and everything but i do have a little bit of comfort that I i at least I have the ability to to dig it myself out of a hole if it ends up bombing, which is my bomb, man. (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) Well, there's no, there's no certainties in music. It's such a subjective thing. Right. You know, so I'm not going to pretend to, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm sure that it'll do well. (laughs) Like Hell, and the day after it gets released, maybe everybody under the sun might just say, Hey, that guy needs to hang it up. (laughs) I'm not going to see him and, uh, you know, I might have to, if I'm, that
0: happens, I think we'll, we'll have slipped into an alternate universe or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope
1: it doesn't happen, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I try not to be delusional. So, you know, to, to go into things with a sober understanding of what can happen, good and bad, seems to have always served me well in life. Um, yeah
0: and you're even offering a couple of different um vinyl options um yeah did you kind of have to limit like the number of, of vinyls that you put out or did you just kind of say well I want half the order this way half this way and
1: cause... no uh, honestly i got as many vinyls as i could afford i would have gotten more if i could have but mm. i you know I, I bought as many as i could at the, at the time i ordered it and yeah the blue vinyl, i just thought you know my team at, at true grit kind of they showed that as an option that we could do and i just thought it would make it a an even cooler package this time since i I was able to kind of put more into the to the vinyls and everything there's there's like an insert inside with a bunch of pictures from the album making process and and stuff so yeah it's a little bit more of a package this time which which is really cool i was happy to get to do that Uh, yeah i just thought the, the you know the blue vinyl would be just another thing somebody would kind of just enjoy enjoy it even more. Yeah. Did
0: you kind of notice when you were out on the road, um, like from the merch stand? Did you were you kind of surprised with how many people were picking up vinyl or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just since the the first vinyl I ever had of my own uh, to sell was was Seneca. Seneca, and you know, once I took that out for the first time, I kind of figured out that I sell vinyls probably three to one over CDs. Wow. So, I mean, it's just, honestly, if if I had to not make one or the other, CDs would be the thing that I wouldn't make. That's just how it is now. I, You know, I didn't know it until I went out and was selling it. But, yeah, that's, that's how it is.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge vinyl fan. So I always, every time I go to a show, in fact, I picked up your vinyl at the show. And um, I kind of find a lot of people, even if they don't have, like, a turntable, they still, like to get the album get it signed hang it up on the wall so <laughs> it's
1: really cool yeah that, that, i think that's definitely the case it seems like a lot of folks get it signed and yeah just i sell so many of them i can't imagine that all those people have like record players in their living room or something so but yeah it's it's kind of interesting how that's that's kind of come back around.
0: Yeah, and um so like we we're saying um I kind of think Seneca was like a it, it seemed to me like it was a real grand slam as far as the album. You know, like the quality, the songwriting, um the songs that you chose to pick on there was just really a fantastic album. And the first single um Layin' Low obviously isn't uh is is even another step forward into that um and and really hasn't lost a step off of your sound. What um what are you kind of hearing from people so far that have heard um laying low? Have you been getting a lot of good feedback since it's been put out?
1: I, it's, yeah, it seems like it. I I try not to uh, get too consumed and in, in it because you know it kind of you know it messes with you mentally if you hear people like chopping up something that's as personal as music is. Oh, sure. It's kind of I've kind of found out it's just easier for me just to not know. But it just what does get through to me, which is basically just folks that comment specifically on my social media. Uh, it seems like everybody enjoys it. And that's, you know, that's all I can ask for. Um, the song's just, uh, it, again, it, it's just a song that I wrote because I enjoyed it. I think there's this little bit of therapy in each song that I write for myself. And the fact that other people enjoy it, it just makes it all the sweeter.
0: And so the album is actually coming out in November. Um, yeah. what are you going to, are you having like a, um, drop day event going on? Or are you going to be out on the road?
1: There's a couple personal things actually earlier in the year that, uh, some folks in my band, um, uh, had requested for what, what's now going to be the release week uh, hmm. to be off. Um, you know, and I'd given them my word. So, you know, that was going to be off. And it's also, I mean, it's, it kind of sounds silly, but it's really, I mean, it's, 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 it's really not to me. Um That's the, uh like, usually the best week of the rut mm. for, for <laughs> bow hunting in West Virginia, at least that first week in November. So I, I kind of also planned on having that week off, anyways so i could be up in a tree stand so the week that it comes out that's cool especially you know the morning that it comes out i'll i'll probably be out hunting and uh just hoping that maybe it does well
0: <laughs> maybe some uh maybe you like some uh facebook lives from the tree stand or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah if i had service maybe but yeah i won't even have service oh so. man <laughs> I'll be, that's funny i'll be kind of out of it um but yeah, and then you know I think the next the next week we got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as like some special event or something, I, nothing. I don't really. think there. I'm not. I don't think I'm really gonna have one for this one. It'll just be kind of going back and keep playing shows uh, the week after, Um, and that'll just be wherever wherever my booking uh, agency kind of sends me. Very
0: cool. And then yeah, then back out on a nationwide tour again hopefully, and uh...
1: yeah yeah try to get as much in as I can be before uh, the end of the year, before winter comes.
0: Fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time.
1: Thanks. Well, thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate you you know, having me on and, and kind of helping me spread the word, man, honestly.
0: A tremendous thank you to Charles for taking some time to discuss his music with me. I urge you to grab one of his albums or catch him at a live show. You will definitely not be disappointed. Thank you to my sponsors, Black Cat Bone Productions and Pure Mountain Coffee. I have several episodes in the works, including interviews with musician, poet, and writer Noah Lekas, photographer Chad Cochran, authors and musicians Andy Alador and Alan Paul, who co-authored Texas Flood, the inside story of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Also coming up, musician Dickie Prawl of the band Dickie, Maggie and Shane from the Imaginaries, a phenomenal guitar player Johnny Stichella from the Almond Betts Band, And speaking of the Almonds, I have an interview with tour manager and friend of the original six Almond Brothers band, Willie Perkins. There's a lot of great interviews on the way, so stay tuned, and I will catch you all down the road.